Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and today on the phone, I've got Dave Jones, who's the chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. It's been a really busy week. I think this is my seventh or eighth episode this week, so I am looking forward to the weekend for sure. It looks like you're having a fun weekend because you're down in Alabama right now, right? Yeah, I'm down in uh, Dothan, Alabama at the Libertarian Party of Alabama uh, State Convention. You see, you finding some good Liberty lovers down there? Everyone excited? Oh, yeah. Everybody's excited. We got some events going on tonight. <clears throat> They're going to do a little bit of business. Uh, uh, Jonathan Reels, who's running for Congress down here, he's sponsoring a Feed the Homeless event tonight. Uh, we're going to go down there and uh, help help that organization. I think it's uh, uh, Mama Tina's uh, down here in Dothan, Alabama. Uh, Joe Jorgensen is going to be there with us, uh, along with Afro Man, who's going to be uh, performing Saturday night at the Libertarian uh, Party of Alabama convention. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really fun. That's awesome. So one thing I've always really wanted to see, and it sounds like you're doing is a Libertarian Party getting involved out there in the community, doing something like feeding the homeless and, and sponsoring that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, is that something we need to see more around the country? Oh, I believe so. Uh, you know, that, that's that been one of my philosophies as chair is uh, putting our liberty into action out in the communities and uh, using that to help spread, you know, the... Uh, word of libertarianism because you know a lot of times uh, we interact with people and they're like you know we don't even know what the libertarian party is you know so you can get out and do some good things for the community and you can get a very wide variety of different people to uh, be able to come in you know do some good things for the community and be able to uh, talk about libertarianism you know and at the very least at the end of the day you know you can change somebody's perspective so the next time they hear libertarian, see libertarian or see a libertarian on the ballot, you know, they can go back and think about that good interaction that they had with a group of libertarians trying to do good in their communities. Yeah, that's one thing that libertarians, I think, get a bad rap for, which uh, which really isn't true, is that it's a very selfish philosophy. You only care about yourself. You're not going to help the community. No one's going to take care of anyone. And I really, I really don't think that's true so that's kind of another thing that you're helping get the word out on yeah since i joined the libertarian party i've met some of the kindest most empathetic people that i believe i've ever uh met in my life because i mean when when it boils down to it you know libertarianism is kind of like that philosophy of you know love and peace and empathy you know and, and really giving of yourself when you really look at it you know in a, in a world you know in a world where we have a libertarian society you know it's kind of, you got to kind of have that Tennessee attitude. That's one thing I love about Tennessee is we're kind of a very historically libertarian philosophy driven state. You know, we've, we've always been about helping our neighbors and our communities, you know, has your mom and them bringing over a covered dish when somebody's sick or something like that. You know, that's always kind of, kind of been in the forefront of, you know, being a Tennessean. So I don't believe making the jump from just being a Tennessean to being a Tennessee libertarian is too far of a jump for a lot of Tennesseans have to make because a lot of times, you know, a 
we've got we've already got that philosophy ingrained in us so a lot of times it's just being able to put a put a positive yet principled message out there for people to see and you know do stuff in our communities get out there pound the pavement knock the doors go to the communities that the other political parties don't go to and talk to those people you know uh, we had an event in Murfreesboro last year where we uh, we had a, an event at a homeless shelter and uh, we fed them breakfast. Then we went out to the homeless camps and delivered some care packages. And then later on, you know, we, we went out and uh, knocked doors in one of the neighborhoods there in Murfreesboro. And one of the most common comments that we had from people that we talked to in that neighborhood is we've never seen any any politicians or anybody from a political party come to this neighborhood and try to talk to us about anything, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, we, um, you know, we gave a, a speech uh, a couple of years ago now at a convention and it was called libertarianism is the most compassionate ideology. Mm-hmm. And that that was really the point we were trying to get across. A lot of other a lot of other people say like the collectivists or Democrats and Republicans, they talk about how they're going to help people, but they don't actually do things that help people. They just sell you on this, this idea that they're going to help people. But what we are talking about and what you guys are talking about would actually help people. Not you, mm-hmm. You're actually doing taking actions in communities and things like the policies would actually help people. Yeah, absolutely. They're, you know, to be, to be a successful political organization, you've got several different, you know, weapons in your arsenal that you can use, you know, not, not only, you know, cause a lot of times people want to focus on, okay, we've got to do legislation or we've got to run candidates or we've got to be uh, a messaging organization, you know, you know, why not all three, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of times it's different. We're, we're a small party, you know, we don't have the money that the big duopoly uh, parties have, but you know, we do have, what we do have is some of the, the best kind hearted volunteers in any political organization that I've ever been involved with. And I've been doing politics since I was in elementary school. So, <laughs> well, speak, speaking of that for uh, anyone who doesn't know or didn't hear the last episode we did with you, which has been a couple of years ago now, um, what, what is kind of your backstory on this whole thing? Have you always been libertarian? Did you make a switch? How did that go? Well, I believe I was, I believe I was always a libertarian at heart, but you know, I started out as a lot of people do. Uh, are in the Libertarian Party started out in that du- uh, duopoly system, working with or or for one of the other two political organizations. And over time, the more you more the more and more that you work with them, the more more things that you try and do, and you and you see, you realize, just like you were talking earlier, it's all talk from from those organizations. You know, uh, if, if you're working with the Democrats, you know, like uh, like during my time, you know you have an image of what you think a Democrat, you know, oh, they're going to be anti-war, they're going to be this, and you get in there and they make all of these promises, uh, such as, you know, like Obama did, you know, it's, or, or big change, you know, we're going to shut down Guantanamo, we're going to get out of the wars. Nothing like that ever happened, you know, and, and it's the same way in the Republican Party, you know, they, they talk all of this about what they want to do, what they're going to do, and they never, they never really do it. It's just the same standard standard quo over and over so i just i left that walk the political wilderness for a while as as kind of just a straight up independent in 2016 i was on facebook and i saw an ad for uh, gary johnson running for president for the uh, libertarian party 
So I was like, you know, I've, I've heard of the Libertarian Party, you know, so I'm just going to look it up because there's no way that I can vote for either one of these people running in the general election. So I went over to LP.org and I started reading the, the statement of principles. You know, I started uh, reading the platform planks and I was like, man, I, this is a home for me. This is who I, you know, this, these are the things that I agree with. So I reached out in 2016 to the LPTN, uh, started out, took over Coffee County here in Tennessee as the, uh, the county chair. And uh, eventually I became secretary of the state party. I've been uh, the regional chair over our whiskey region here in southern middle Tennessee. And now I'm uh, chair of the LPTN. So it's an incredible, it was an incredible journey. It, it was incredible being able to uh, just find that organization and being able to read the, the SOP and read those planks and really make that connection, that aha moment. And being able to get involved in the state party, you know, whatever talents that you have, you know, it can be used in the in the Libertarian Party, whether you're good at social media, you know, are you good at writing press releases? You know, there's always a spot to be able to use your talents to, to further the dial of liberty and not only the state of Tennessee, but all across the country. So I... I get the feeling that there's a lot of libertarians out there that aren't members of the party or who aren't active in the party. Maybe they don't agree with with everything about it. I used to be a member of LP National. I let that lapse in 2020, and I've been waiting on someone to convince me as to why I need to resign, even though I'm a libertarian. I got all these views for sure, the same same stuff. I don't like Republicans or Democrats. But for some reason, I keep having this. Uh, I keep having this block that that tells me not to get involved in the party. What do you think that comes from? Because I I'm more than willing to be to be convinced and to join and to get active, and I think a lot of other people would be too. Yeah, I I think a lot of that stems from you know because I've got a lot of friends that were were very active in the party and they've kind of fall back for fallen back for one reason or another, but. Uh, I think as we're, we're starting to grow over the last few years, I'm seeing a certain uh, more of an organization, organizational activities to be because a lot of times, you know, we go out, we just do, we just do things to do things. We don't really have a plan, but I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that's changed over the last, last few years. I mean, not only in Tennessee, but in Alabama, I was, I was talking with some of the people last night in the Airbnb down here. You know, the, the South and the Southeast for the Libertarian Party has really, really kind of taken off, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Arkansas. You know, we've really kind of taken ownership of what we're doing in the activities and trying to put an infrastructure in place with the, within the state party to not just spin our wheels and not feel... Because nobody wants to feel like they're working hard and not seeing anything come of it, you know. I think that's what's kind of turned people off in the past, kind of like what you are talking about with the duopoly earlier. And, you know, we've got to do what we say we're going to do. And I think we're starting to do that. And, you know, just be able to have people give the Libertarian Party another chance, you know, take, give us another look, you know, uh, at our Tennessee convention last year in 2020, I believe we had 99 voting members and over, I think over 150 people there. 
And when our state secretary, Kenna, went back 10 years in the pictures, uh, there were seven people at our convention 10 years ago. So we've gone from seven people at a convention to 99 voting delegates and over 150 people. And we're hoping to have close to that again uh, this year when we have it in March. Yeah, we're going to be there hanging out. So I'm excited about that. You guys have got some great speakers lined up from what I can hear. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. Um, one thing I just want to say compliments on the getting out in the community and doing these things, because, you know, with being a libertarian, you don't really get to win all that often. You do get to be right, which is good, but you don't get to win that often. But you, if you're getting out in the community and you're helping people, then it becomes something bigger than winning those elections. You're actually out in the community helping people and you can feel good being a member of an organization that's going out and actually doing things. So I think that is a, a great idea. Yeah, I, I think it's been an immense help. You know, uh, Tennessee and Alabama has both uh, kind of taken that philosophy over the past uh, year or so and actually been able to go out, you know, and help in our communities. Uh, the people that we have running for office, like uh, Jonathan Reels, who I'm with right now, you know, uh, <clears throat> he has had several events like this where he's, he's gone into the community and helped them out. And not only just just to, oh, I'm going to go out and do this photo opportunity, he's actually going out consistently helping within, within his district down here and even outside of his district and uh, helping the Libertarian Party of Alabama and Libertarians down here in Alabama to be able to do other things like that. So it, it's definitely wonderful to see, you know, here in Tennessee, we've had people all across the state, and not just the Murfreesboro event, but in our Valley region, we had the, uh, I think it was the 75th anniversary of the Battle of Athens. We helped put together a, uh, a celebration for, for that community down there in Athens, Tennessee and McMahon County. Uh, our uh, Appalachian region, uh, Christopher Darnell, his crew out there, they've done a lot of different events. They had a candidate uh, running out there earlier this year for, I believe, it was a city council position. You know, so we went out, and knocked the uh, doors in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, he came, he fell four votes short. Mm. But you know, we got out in the community. We did things. We helped. You know, when uh, Rob Burke gets ready to run again, I'm sure he's going to take the probably take the next position he runs for now is the um is the state separate from lp national like can i join the state party or do you have to join national how do you do that yeah our bylaws uh it used to be where in order to be a voting member of the state or the libertarian party of tennessee you had to be a national member uh now we have a state membership so if you want to just skip national and whatever they may have going on at the moment (laughs) And just join Tennessee and work in Tennessee and fund the good things that we're doing in Tennessee. You can always jump over to lptn.org, you know, and uh, go down and uh, $25 a year will uh, make you a voting member of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. That's awesome. I, th- I think I think that's something I'm going to consider because I hadn't thought about just going for the state and not the national. Speaking of stuff going on, there seems to be a lot of division in a party that doesn't, to me, doesn't have enough people to start dividing up into different groups. And yeah. I, I hate to see it. What's going on? What's going on with this right now? Is there, are they going to be able to come together on some of these issues and compromise? Yeah. I, we're we're going to have our national convention in May out in Reno on uh, 
Memorial Day weekend, and we're going to hash a lot of things out there. I, I think we, we're just going through some growing pains right now. We've grown exponentially very quickly. And uh, we've got several different caucuses within the Libertarian Party that, that have different philosophies. And they've kind of, we're, we're kind of going back and forth on that. But I think I, I, I'm confident in Libertarians to be able to, to come together at the end of the day because I mean, nobody likes to fuss with each other more than a couple of Libertarians. It's going to happen. You, you put Libertarians in a room where we're going to find, we're going to find something we're going to argue about it. But I believe at the end of the day that we can come together as Libertarians and a Libertarian party and start setting aside our differences. We've got so much out, out here right now that <clears throat> we can devote our resources to. And I, I think we're just <clears throat> wasting a lot of our resources fighting each other internally. When we can come together, you know, we, we can run people for offices, uh, run, you know, win some local offices, make some legislative changes. I like uh, the guys that work for For All Tennessee. You know, they've done a lot of great work uh, up there on Capitol Hill in Nashville, pushing a lot of uh, liberty-centric bills. Let's put our energy into that, you know. But but I, I believe, you know, we're all going to get together in Reno. We're all going to see each other. And I think at the end of Reno that we, we've got the possibility of coming out of there a good United Party ready to ready for November, ready to start pushing our candidates, not only in Tennessee, but across the country, uh, putting our energy into that, changing legislation, you know, putting our energy into going out to our communities and serving people, you know, and, and showing them that. So, so I, I believe Libertarian Party can come together. You know, I have a wide variety of different friends all across the Libertarian spectrum. And, you know, I, I think if we can come together, we, we can we can be a force to be reckoned with. And I think we can do that. I, I've got I've got enough faith in libertarians that that I think that we can figure this out. Yeah, one thing I think the party shows a lot of promise in is in local governance. Do you think the last couple of years have uh, created a renewed interest in people's minds with who's uh, who's running things in their local governments? I believe so. I believe for a long time this country, but like local politics kind of come a back burner. It's all, you know, the, the aldermen are, have been the same aldermen for a hundred years, you know, it, but nobody can, you know, nobody cares because they're focused on national. I think with what we're seeing today happening in our societies with, with our, with our school boards, with, with our local uh, city councils and county commissions, that people have uh, taken a renewed interest in uh, in their local politics and being able to uh, uh, actually look into possibly serving a local position inside their city government. And, and those are the races that, you know, we can win. And we've shown that in Tennessee, that we can win local races. We have uh, county commissioners. We have a county mayor. We have uh, a city councilman. And we've shown that we can win at that local level and uh, start getting some libertarians in office and building a voting record so that uh, eventually, you know, maybe they can move up to a, a state rep spot or a state Senate. So, ah, You guys have got uh, uh, here in Tennessee, Trisha Butler. Trisha, if you're listening, you got to come on the show. OK, we've, we've been going back and forth with her. We met her like three years ago, I think, and we kept trying to schedule. We kept running the scheduling problems. Trisha, it's time to come on. We've put this we've put this off long enough. OK, 
Yeah, Trisha is amazing. She's done a lot of great things up in uh, Clarksville. And uh, I look forward to what uh, Josiah and the rest of his crew up there in uh, Montgomery County are going to be putting together. Uh, looking forward to seeing how, how much further Trisha goes. Also, Cole Ebel. You got to give him big shout outs out there in uh, Carthage, Tennessee, uh, Smith County, I believe. You know, he. He, uh, he's a, uh, county commissioner, I believe out there. And, uh, he, you know, he's been really pushing back against, uh, Smith County about their property taxes. At one point, the, uh, the mayor actually had him, uh, removed from one of the meetings because, uh, he was trying to get the property taxes lowered. I mean, Carthage, Smith County, they are, you know, they have one of the highest uh, tax rates in the state of Tennessee, and they, all that money is just going into a surplus budget. You know, and Cole tried to put forward that, you know, it's time we revisit that. If we're taking out all this money from the uh, people of Smith County and we don't have anything to do, it's just sitting there. Why are we still gathering this? You know? Yeah, I think you know, that, we just had it, um, David Tyler on a couple of days ago, and I think he said uh, Cole was pushing for a 50% reduction in the tax. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be great. I would love to have that here in Davidson County in yeah. Nashville, but instead I just got a 34% increase in the tax a, a oh, couple absolutely. of years ago. So um, how, how overall did Tennessee fare compared to a lot of other states? You think when it comes to, I mean, the last couple of years have been crazy. The, the, the power of the government uh, has grown exponentially. Do you think we were in a better state here in Tennessee than we than we could have been, say, if we were in California or something like that? Yeah, I, I believe it, it, as much as the state of Tennessee does, I think we're we're kind of blessed here in Tennessee, as opposed to other different states. Uh, I think Tennessee has has kind of done better. You know, down at the city level, definitely in certain cities across Tennessee. It, it, Maybe the response had a lot to be desired, but I think his overall state could could the state have done better? Yes, could the state have uh, had a better approach? Yes, but I I believe when you compare to states like New York, California, places like that, uh, we we didn't have it quite as bad as other places have. You know, it seemed like Tennessee, you know, reopened fairly fairly sooner than a lot of of different states and we just kind of got back to her to her normal life earlier but you know but I, there's definitely things that we, we've got to take a look at in tennessee and i believe putting forth uh another bible political party as a choice in tennessee is going to go a lot further because a lot of times i mean you look at it here in tennessee i mean outside of uh, certain areas in Tennessee, like Nashville and Memphis, I mean, the Democratic Party is basically pretty much almost dead here in the state of Tennessee. So with uh, the Republican Party, you know, it, it seems like they're doing a lot of, lot of stuff now because they, they just know they can. It, it's turned from a duopoly to a monopoly just about in Tennessee. And I believe the Libertarian Party can offer that really good option. Uh, come election time, uh, we've got great people. We've got a, the best philosophy. You know, it's, it's just being able to get out to our communities, serve our communities, talk about what, what we can do and talk about, you know, real actual honest God, real world solutions to the problems. 
because I think people are tired of people pointing out problems. We can all see problems. What are we going to do about it? And I believe that libertarians have the best solutions to a lot of those different questions. And, uh, you know, I think we're on the path of being able to say, you know, the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, once we get uh, once we figure out how to get over this ballot access uh, hump, I believe that, uh, you know, Tennessee can be that viable second option well, on people. I was about to lead, I was about to lead you into that question because I was going to ask what the biggest issue facing the Libertarian Party in Tennessee is right now, and I believe the answer is probably going to be ballot access. Yeah. yeah, as far as the party itself goes, it's definitely going to be ballot access. As Libertarians, you know, we've got a wide we we just grab it out of the bag at this point. You know, it just <laughs> seems like there's so many different issues that Libertarians can talk about. But as far as the state party, the organization goes. Uh, fighting ballot access. Fighting ballot access is going to be uh, one of the biggest uh, hurdles for the state party right now. Is actually getting recognized as a minor party in the state of Tennessee. I mean, there really hasn't been a viable third option on a Tennessee ballot other than independent since 1961, and we're we're looking at we're looking at doing that in Tennessee. It's definitely a a, a hard road for us to. Uh, go down we've got some of the uh, strictest uh, ballot access laws in the country uh we have to get fifty six thousand and eighty two signatures uh to even be recognized as a minor party in the state of tennessee uh, the democrats the republicans and the independents they uh they need 25 signatures to our fifty six thousand and eighty two. they're not even trying to hide it yeah yeah, yeah, we we had a ballot access bill go through or try to go through last year, the Tennessee State Legislature, and we we uh, for all Tennessee did this and we supported them in that, and uh, we need to get through the subcommittee. We believe we had the votes in the full committee, and if it went to the floor, we believe we had the votes to pass it to reduce the the signature threshold from fifty six thousand to I believe it was around eleven thousand. Which is managed, it's still a lot more than 25. It's not free and equal as, as is guaranteed in the Tennessee state constitution. But, you know, it, it's more, 11,000 is more manageable than 56,082. So they put this bill through the subcommittee, and uh, one of the Democratic uh, representatives out of uh, West Tennessee, Johnny Shaw, got on the microphone. He basically was. He was telling so much truth about why they didn't want this bill to pass. They cut his microphone halfway, cut his microphone halfway through, and he asked them to turn it back on because he kept saying, "There's only two parties in the state of Tennessee. You're either a Republican or you're a Democrat." And he looked uh, right at uh, Representative Halsey, who uh, sponsored the bill, and he said, "If this bill passes, it's just going to confuse Tennesseans. More than two options on the ballot are going to confuse uh, Tennesseans." And and he said, "It's going to." take votes away from your party and my party and uh it fell it uh fell five to four in the subcommittee <laughs> you would think that uh some at least you know republicans like to present themselves as people who care about free market competition competition makes everything better but they seem to be very anti-competition on this issue yeah very anti-competition i mean you look all over the southeast the Southeast has some of the toughest ballot access laws in the entire country, the state of Georgia, the state of Alabama, the state of Tennessee. You know, 
we do a lot of work together, uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee, because well, we're all in the same boat as far as this absolute garbage ballot access laws that we have in our state to suppress the ballot and keep us off and off of the ballot. Uh, it, it's it's just wild that we're we're at this point in 2021 that we can't look back at this bill that was made in 1961 and see you know the the intention of what that bill was at the time versus what it's being used for today it's it's just basically ballot suppression voter suppression yeah. uh, that's what the bills were written for back in the 60s and they deep southern states and then now they're being used to keep viable third parties off of the ballot this is actual voter suppression codified into law in the state <laughs> like yep. uh, you hear a lot about it all around the country but i mean this is this is actual mm -hmm. voter suppression in the law yeah and a lot of people don't even know the struggles of ballot access because you know like like around a presidential election people will be like you know oh so-and-so should run for president this guy should run for president this girl should run for president and they could run as an independent and people don't know exactly what what entails running especially a race like president uh joe jorgensen and spike cohen we had them on all 50 ballots uh in the last presidential election but the work that had to go into making sure that that happened just down to the wire in some states like rhode island uh just making sure that that we've got people on ballots because every single state's different some states are extremely easy like mississippi and florida it's extremely easy to be a third party in those states because they don't have the over overly oppressive uh ballot access laws but when you go down to the state of alabama and the state of tennessee we had to run joe and spike as independents in both of these states because uh in alabama i believe it was five thousand signatures to get joe and spike on the ballot as an independent in tennessee it was 350 but we, we were, see, just a, a state line, you jump over a state line, you go from 350 signatures for an independent to 5,000. And to be able to manage that in all 50 states across the country, which states, you know, uh, Ohio has really tough laws, New York, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, it's just very, it, just to be able to try to manage from going from place to place. Okay, how many signatures do we need here? How many signatures do we need there? I've got a friend, Angela Pence, in Georgia that's running against Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, for U.S. Congress. And uh, she's looking at, I believe, 32,000 signatures to get on the ballot in the state of Georgia. It's it's just crazy. And we, everybody sits around what talks about, you know, the U.S. representatives. Well, this guy's been in Congress for 30-something years. You know why? Because he's the only guy that ever runs. <laughs> It's the only guy that can make it that, that can afford to make it on the ballot that can afford to spend the money to collect signatures because signatures are money i mean the state of alabama it has pumped a lot of money into their ballot access uh, campaign gathering all of these signatures and that's money that we have to pay petitioners that we could be uh host using that money to host uh, community events uh using that money to support our candidates uh we could be using that money to to uh increase our scope of mes uh, messaging but no we have to pour that money into paying petitioners to walk around and try to gather signatures so so not only does it keep us off the ballot but it keep it prevents us from being from putting funds into places that we can actually make a great impact rather than 
just trying to get onto the ballot. And, and they're designed to do that. They're designed to not. They're designed to take up our time and empty out our coffers. And that's exactly what they do. And then at the end of the day, you know, it, it sounds like we're just complaining about a lot of problems for the party itself and not really things that would help people. But at the end of the day, that is something that's uh, that's preventing you from being able to help people or at least be able to reduce some of the power that the government has so people can better help themselves. And so this ballot access rule does still end up affecting a lot of people's lives because they're only given those two options who are really not presenting any real solutions for anything. And so you're keeping the actual solutions off the table with this mm-hmm. with this law. So, you know, we're not just complaining about problems for the Libertarian Party here. This reverberates to all the people in the state. Yeah, it's not just the Libertarian Party. It's any any third party, you know, whether whether you're a Libertarian, whether you're a Green, whether you're a Constitution or a birthday party, whatever kind of other parties <laughs> we might come up with. <laughs> yeah. That's a good name for a party. I've, yeah. I, I don't know. I think maybe someone needs to take that. All right. R- um, real quick, tell me about the convention coming up. We're going to be there. We're going to be set up and be uh, be recording. Got some interviews booked. I believe uh, Scott Horton's going to be there, right? So, uh, And Dr. Jorgensen. So tell me about what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's going to be super fun. It's uh, March the uh, 18th through the 20th. It's going to be in Manchester, Tennessee, home of Bonnaroo. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, Manchester Coffee County uh, Civic Center or Conference Center there in Manchester, Tennessee, right off of exit 114 on I-24. Uh, it's going to be fun three days. Friday night uh, is going to be our gala. We're going to have a lot of great speakers there. As you said, uh, Scott Horton, uh, Joe Jorgensen. Uh, we've got Hannah Cox. Uh, we've got Ricky Dale Harrington, Jr., who a lot of people may remember from his uh, Senate campaign in Arkansas when he ran against Tom Cotton. He's going to be running for governor of Arkansas this election cycle, so he's going to be coming out to talk to us. Uh, Let's see here. Who else we got coming? We've got uh, got uh, Shane. Uh, He's coming up from Georgia. He's running for uh, governor of Georgia. So we're going to have three gubernatorial candidates there this weekend. We're going to have... uh, candidates for Georgia, Tennessee, and Arkansas there at the convention. So that's going to be uh, good to come up and see. Uh, but we're going to be having that gala event. Uh, they're going to be speaking. We're going to have some good food, some good fellowship between fellow libertarians and potential libertarians. We're going to be trying to get you know some people uh, from outside of our, our little uh, libertarian bubble that we like to live in sometimes. But we've got to smash that echo chamber. And start bringing people in, and you know, welcome. Come, come see how we operate. You know, uh, come in, uh, look at it. You know, maybe it's something you want to join. So, but it's going to be really fun. We're going to have some fun events. I think we're going to have a Guitar Hero tournament. I'm really excited about that. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to get together, have fun. That's going to be our fun Friday night. Saturday, we're going to get into business. Uh, we're going to gavel in. Uh, we've got to confirm our uh, vice chair. We've got to uh, hand out our endorsements for uh, state and federal offices. Uh, we've got to, uh, we'll be nominating our delegates to the National Convention in Reno in May. So uh, if anybody's interested in being a, rep- a delegate representative to Reno in Tennessee, you know, that's a place to go. Saturday, we're going to be doing that. So, and we've got 
a limited amount of delegate slots that we can fill. I believe we have 21 delegates out of Tennessee. So, and a, even if you don't get a delegate spot, you can also always go for an alternate. And if you come out to Reno and so, and one of our regular delegates didn't show up, you have an opportunity to be able to sit and vote on uh, national matters for Tennessee. So definitely come out for that. We're going to be having some workshops in the afternoon, a lot of different workshops. A lot of our guests there, Scott Horton's going to have a workshop. Uh, Joe's going to be hosting a local elected officials panel, I believe. Uh, we're working out, we're getting a Hannah Cox a spot in the workshop. We're going to be doing all kinds of different things people go to and learn a little bit. Uh, social media, stuff like that. Just learning how to run a campaign, how to be a candidate. So that, that's going to be super fun. Then we're going to have a Sunday uh, business portion. We're going to go over some bylaws and things like that. But it's going to be a whole whole uh, great weekend. Saturday night, we're going to have another little get-together after the workshops. You know, we're going to do some uh, kamikaze karaoke, I think they're calling it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just going to have, have some fun with each other. Cause libertarians like to have fun. We're we're very serious. We're very serious about what we do. You know, we, we're very cognizant of the obstacles that we face. But at the end of the day, we like to have fun. Libertarians like to have fun. I always say that... Uh, there ain't no party like a libertarian party because the libertarian party don't stop. <laughs> but we, but we're also very serious. What we do when we go out there and, and pound the pavement and we run for office and we do all the things that we're doing, we're absolutely serious. Because I know uh, one person asked me that one time. So like, what do you say about you know people that say libertarians don't take anything seriously? And I was like, obviously they they don't know much about libertarians because libertarians we can be some of the most serious people in the room. But being that serious, you know, we've got to be able to take care of our mental well-being as well, you know, and uh, blow off a little bit of steam. And that's what we can do at these conventions. The main focus is definitely always going to be getting the business done, the business of the party, so we can continue to grow, continue to run candidates, continue to do the good things in our communities that we're doing. While at the same time, you know, being able to come together and fellowship. A lot of us don't get to see each other a lot during the year, you know, people out in Memphis versus people out in Kingsport, you know, a lot of, uh, maybe a lot of times the other than Zoom, this is the one point in the year that everybody gets to see each other. So it's definitely going to be fun. Head out. Uh, like I said, it's March the 18th through the 20th. You can head over to lptn.org. Uh, we've got a convention uh, tab on there. You can click on that. Uh, tickets are for, uh, we're still selling tickets right now. I believe uh, the dinner tickets will be on sale until I believe it's March the 2nd when we have to have the food order. But uh, I believe we're gonna, still going to be selling non-food tickets to the gala event after that. So, you know, if you miss that, don't think you've missed the whole thing. We're going to be able to make it. Uh, so, you know, whoever wants to come to the gala can come. We, we want anybody who wants to be there to be able to be there. So with us like i said it, it, it can be it's been a tough year for all libertarians uh we're you know seeing everything that's going on in the country and it's just good to be able to come out come together see each other laugh you know we fight a lot amongst ourselves but when we come together we're like a big family you know well that's awesome man i'm i'm pretty excited about it uh i'll have to uh you know you said ain't no party like a libertarian party i think that's a good title for the episode now that i'm thinking about it 
So yeah. that might be a pretty good one. All right, Dave Jones, I really appreciate your time today, man. And like you said, uh, the LPTN.org, right? And that's where people can go yep. to, uh, not just for the convention, but to sign up for the party if they want to do that. Yeah, sign up for the party. Uh, you can uh, email us, whatever you're interested in getting involved with. You know, whether that's being a volunteer at your county level or if you're interested in running for office or, or pretty much anything, shoot us an email over. We'll get you hooked in with your either your county chair or your regional representative, you know, uh, whoever we need to get you hooked up with so we can get we can get you going and using your talents, you know. And we, we just we want you to get involved. Come, come check us out. Give us a shot, you know. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. All right, brother. Thank you.